0: Great teachers don't just come from the classroom. They can be found almost anywhere in your life. That's why we, Wade and Hope King,
1: created this podcast to connect you with the stories, the tools, and the joy you need to take education to the next level.
0: Nowadays, everyone's an educator,
1: whether you chose that career or not.
0: And we're all in this together.
1: So come on, let's do this.
0: Welcome Welcome to to the the new edu. EDU.
1: Everybody, which means a brand new episode of the new edu. So welcome back to the podcast.
0: Yes, it's a great week. Last week was awesome. Hopefully, uh, a little bit of Rock Your School inspiration happened, and you've reached out and found that community.
1: And this week is Rock Your School Week.
0: That's right.
1: So we hope that you're rocking out with your kids and your communities, and finding those little glimmers and pieces of joy in your classroom. Gotta find it today. Making sure that you're not waiting for it to come to you, but that you're going and finding the joy for yourself. So, on today's speaking of joy. (laughs) I mean, could we, not? we've really lined this up to be spectacular. And it
0: just happened. Because
1: speaking of joy, on today's episode, we have to, uh, listen, if you are still looking for your joy, we've got it. We've brought it to you. We're like, if the people can't find their own joy, we're going to bring the joy to the people. And so today we have one of our favorite couples, two of our favorite humans, two incredible human beings. And you, I'm just letting you know how blessed you are that you are going to get to hear from them for the next 30 minutes minutes because every time Wade and I are in conversation with them or we get to learn from them or grow through their wisdom it's just it's always it's it's full joy. Yep. It's just full joy. So, go ahead and get ready. If you're in a space where you're like, I just don't know if I can do it today, you're about to be motivated like you've never been motivated before. So, help us welcome to the new EDU, two of our favorites, right. Hayward and Star Jean.
2: Hello, 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 Hope and Wade King. You guys are our favorite couple. That's right. That's right. Well, listen,
1: we we could give y'all a whole introduction and talk about all the things that you guys do, but we're gonna let you do that for yourself. So before we dive in deep and you start bringing what you always bring, um, just go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody so they kind of get a feel for who you guys are. All
3: right.
2: Awesome.
3: Well, I have a star with me. is going to introduce herself first.
2: All right, awesome. Well, I am Starlet Jean. Told you. I am, <laughs> AKA Star. I am a wife, a mother of three. I'm a literacy coach in uh, Orangeburg, South Carolina, a uh, minister. I, I like to call myself an artist, you know, like you just that's try right. a little things here and that's there. That's right. Um, I like to create things, and I don't know, that's me. Wow.
3: Wow. I am her husband, but uh, you know how much we love you. I'm Hayward John. I'm blessed to serve over approximately 12,000 students in Orangeburg County, South Carolina as Director of Student Services. And we serve, we do all things pretty much social, emotional learning for our children. We take care of all their needs, especially the most vulnerable, and to ensure that their needs are met socially, emotionally, and educationally. I'm also your husband yes i yes, married 15 <laughs> years, 15 <laughs> Man. years. Who, who do we right. think we were getting married 23 know, 15 years no. of marriage uh and I have dynamic children we have three dynamic children yeah, they are they phenomenal are. they are uh, and also a minister as well motivational speaker and author and really excited to be here today yes
0: that's it and they are <laughs> yeah. all, more than that don't you worry <laughs> i mean we Ho- hope and i were it was oh my gosh, Hayward, it was almost a year that we came to your school. So yeah. Hope and I have been following Hayward for a long time and we just saw the incredible things he was doing in Orangeburg as a principal in his school. And he literally had a boxing ring inside of the school building. I'll let yes, him talk to you a little bit about that in a little <laughs> bit. But um when we when we went to the school, it was just one of those experiences where we're like, man, number one, we, we felt home, but yeah. number two The things that you were doing with with your students, it it was just unbelievable, and you did it with such ease and such joy, and when Star came over, because same district, different school, whatever, I know, it'd be awesome if y'all were there together, but when she came over, it just exuded even more, and we're just grateful to even be in the same uh, vicinity as you guys, have communication with you, call you friends. Because we definitely, definitely, not only educationally, but personally, we look up to both of you guys so um, tremendously much. Oh, my God. My my words are – I'm speechless. It's
1: just – he doesn't – he he can't quite put a measure of how much we look up to you. I made
0: up a word for you.
1: (laughs) He made up your own – We can do that. (laughs) He made up its own definition. That's what they are.
0: Well, I mean, people who have been involved in the Get Your Teach On community and these conferences – They're no stranger to Hayward and Starr. And so they totally get it. I'm sure they make up words for you guys too.
2: (laughs) Well,
1: (laughs) there you go. There you go, Wade. You did it. You really did it. Like Wade said, ditto. Because I'm mm-hmm. not even going to try to get lost in my you words. You make up like a word; it's fine. I'll make up a word. So, anyways, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's okay. Um, yeah, we make up words <laughs> make y'all a all word. the
2: time.
1: <laughs> but speaking of your three beautiful children, one thing that we really encourage this audience to do, whether it's with us or with Get Your Teach On or wherever, is to tap in with a community. And mm-hmm. you guys have a Speak Life community that you guys are the founders of and building up and encouraging educators and encouraging not. Not just the educational side of educators, but the human side of educators, right. which is such an important piece. And so, just talk a little bit about your Speak Life community, and then today, just to kind of give you what we're go, what we're getting towards here, um, we're actually going to talk to Hayward and Star. This is a selfish conversation that Wade and I wanted oh, to have yeah. <laughs> about how to grow leaders, how to grow young leaders. First of all, if you've tapped in with their community, their kids are just phenomenal. They're right. their own children. Yeah. But we've also seen what it looks like in a school that Hayward has been a part of, been a leader in, and how he has also grown leaders in classrooms, in schools, in communities. Nobody does it better than he does. And so we want to, Wade and I specifically are like, give us all your parenting tips about how you Mm -hmm. grow leaders, but also how we do this in the classroom. So before we dive into that, just tell us a little bit more about Speak Life and what you guys are about in your community.
3: Oh, I really really appreciate that. Speak Life is about bringing hope to humanity. I'll tell you this, many people are not living, they're just avoiding death. Mm -hmm. And that's been a challenge because especially in times like these now where people feel like, you know, what's the use? and, And there's just so much despair going on. We just want to keep exuding life, letting you know to live. There's hope because... Every obstacle is an opportunity for you to demonstrate the greatness on the inside of you. Mm -hmm. And so that's really important for us to recognize that and to release that and to speak that into people, because sometimes people just need to be reminded of what's already inside of them. As children, they had this great hope. You know, as Mm -hmm. children, you said, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a fireman. I'm going to be a fireman and Superman. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be a teacher and I'm going to be. Power, a power ranger yeah, you know what yeah, i mean yeah. they, they had all these things they want to be and then yeah. somebody throughout life told them you can't do that mm-hmm. why are you thinking that big why are you dreaming like that and i'm like no i want to tap into the, the child on the inside of them that believed anything was possible and you might not be a power ranger you might be a power ranger but there's something inside of you that was not supposed to be killed through somebody's mm-hmm. words mm-hmm. and so what i do and what we do is resurrect that because somebody put it somebody put it to yeah. sleep We want to wake it up. And so that's what Speak Life is doing. We're very intentional about that through organizations, through conferences, Mm -hmm. workshops, giving practical tools on how to make sure you implement that in your daily life as professionals, as human beings, as citizens, but particularly as educators, because we want educators to make sure they do that for children. Yeah. Sometimes the children are taught by educators whose dreams were deferred, whose dreams were stifled. And somebody told them, you shouldn't think that big. And
2: Mm -hmm. we want to
3: help resurrect that in them so they can do it for their students. And that's what we're all about.
2: But I I want to add something to the Speak Life piece. The funny or the beauty of Speak Life also, me being on as wife and mom and educator. The Mm -hmm. funny thing about Speak Life is sometimes (laughs) people on the outside, Uh they really think like, oh, it's easy for you to speak life when you're not going through anything. Mm -hmm. Like, they really believe that because we speak life every day and we're teaching the kids that, that life is just Mm -hmm. smooth sailing for us. But (laughs) that is not the case. right? Like, we are challenged and pushed, you know, to speak life in our home before we speak life outside, you know, in the public. And so even last year, Christmas Eve, around Christmas Eve 2019, when he first, uh, I don't know if I can say this on the thing, but Lord told him yes. to speak like 366. I didn't want to, you know, okay. So, <laughs> but, but when he told, he said, I think I have to speak like every single day. Mm. I was like, every day? Yeah. He was like, every day. Yeah. And so, you wow. know, you start something and you stop, and you start, he was yeah. like, no, like it was an urge. Like almost, I have to do this, oh, wow. 366. Yeah. And so when he first started, you know, it's like, speak life, motivation, and then stuff started happening. Yeah, yeah. Celebrities started passing. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Uh, I mean, stuff started passing. Yeah. Like, whoa. Pandemic. Like, stuff yeah. started really, really happening. Yeah. Um, Loved ones, community,
3: yeah.
2: Yeah. school, pandemics. It was just so much. And it was like, speak life. We even lost loved ones last year. Speak life. And so, it's not just something to do. It is really the thing that keeps us going.
1: I love that you brought that Uh up and that you added that because I think that it is so easy when, you know, you are following someone on social media or you are invested in their community to say, oh man, this is so easy for them. They've got their life together. They've Mm -hmm. got it all figured out. And I'm like, no, no. What I yes. hope that everybody recognizes <laughs> is that we are all figuring this out together. I mean, yeah,
2: feeling, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And that's,
1: that's the beauty of community. Community is not about following someone who has it all figured out and listen, if you're following someone who tells you they have it all figured out, please unfollow them fast, right. okay? Them. <laughs> <Please>.
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: because that is not a reality. They're going to sell you some kind of fake something. I don't know what it is. Some I don't know, but that is the beauty of community is showing up authentically and saying, "You know what? I don't have it all together, but I have something to share. I have right. something that I I've been given. I have something that's on my heart. And, you know, we talk often about how everybody's an influencer. And so by sharing your story and being open and being in community um, and showing up authentically, there is just power behind that. And that's exactly what you guys are seeing, following your calling, following what the Lord has called you to do. Right. And there is just so much power in following a calling.
0: Yeah. I, I'm so glad that you brought that up, Star, because I remember when he started that and I was like, is he going to be able to do this every day? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I didn't think you could, but I was thinking about myself. I was like, I don't know if I could do this every single day. Yeah. But then February came. Yeah, he yeah. was March, April. Then we're all the way into August and it's still going. And so if you don't know what we're referring to, Hayward does an inspirational pep talk, speak life video every single day for educators and for people in general. And he doesn't stop. And I'm like, how, how many inspirational stories can you tell apparently yeah. he can tell a lot
2: because that's what he's
0: but it's it's uh, it's phenomenal and it's a purpose and we've got to stop assuming that just because we're speaking life into people like you guys just said that everything's great honky dory on the other side like human beings are are aren't perfect we go through things stuff happens but you know what at the end of the day when we're called to do something we're called to do it. And
1: and typically the people who are sharing, you know, like yourself, when you committed right. to that 366,
0: yeah. it, you know, we're you're all, getting... the four of
1: us are very big in our faith. Our faith yeah. is our foundation. And it's like, when you commit to something like that, it's like the Lord is like saying to you, listen, you might not have all the stories yet, but you're about to have those
2: stories. That's it. That's <laughs> it's, it.
1: It. it's kind of scary right. to commit to something like that and to really follow that calling. Cause it's like, hold on, but I'm not Equipped, But Hayward, you talk all the time about how you are equipped for what you need right mm-hmm. now in this moment and not right. to worry about everything that is to come. And I think that's been such a powerful message for me during the right. season because, you know, I've been open on this podcast and on social media and, you know, with people about the struggle that I've had with anxiety and depression, specifically during this pandemic and how it's been heightened. And so that has been advice that I have really clung to, mm-hmm. you know, just with parenting in general and, and. Whether I go back to the classroom and oh my goodness, how, how would I parent and be in the classroom and do all of this stuff because my heart's in the classroom and just so many thoughts. But you always saying you are equipped with what you need for right now, right now. And you have everything you need inside.
3: You have everything you need. And that's why we keep pushing that. Just live. Yeah. You know, just live. You're. I hear, I heard someone say this and I, I love it. We're not called human doings. We're called human beings. Mm-hmm. And so you exist when you live. But you stop existing when you only think about not dying.
2: And so if you think
3: about living, then you're going to start moving towards why are you alive? Mm -hmm. And that's why it's important to have community because they encourage you to keep living. They encourage you to say, I know something is happening, but don't let the climate around you dictate the climate on the inside of you. Mm -hmm. What you have control over is what's happening in Mm -hmm. you, how you respond to the things around you. And Mm -hmm. so we want to keep encouraging people not just take it but give it we want you to give something and not feel like you got to take everything somebody or something or the challenges give to you you got to have somebody you got to have a coach everybody needs somebody saying Mm -hmm. you got this you got this because just when hope and wait just when you think that you don't have anything any more left you got more left left. you just need somebody to tell you you got it yeah you got it and so we like to be those ones uh, to do that
1: and you do it well. That's I mean, for sure. yeah,
0: it's, I, I love uh, what, what you just said about, Hey, it's not really what's surrounding you. It's not the community. It's, it's what you bring to the table and how you can continue to, 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 seek out joy and how you can overcome that. And you spoke on that a little bit ago as well. And this isn't necessarily where we want to take the podcast, but I have to ask you, I mean, you, you were, you were a principal now you're, you're at the district level in Orangeburg, South Carolina. It's dubbed the part of the corridor of shame, that I-95 area. And it's something right. that's, if you don't know, and you're listening to the podcast, it's something that's been trying to mm-hmm. to uh, break those barriers. And people who are in that area and in that community, how how do you speak life? And how, just give the listeners a little bit of a background on, on what that entails in that area, specifically in the Corridor of Shame in South Carolina.
3: Yeah, I, I appreciate that and appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, it's it's a shame that, that, that that's a name right. that's been called for that. And, and the, the thing about it is when you allow people to define you yeah. like that, mm-hmm. then mm. you start to live out what people have defined you as, yes. wow. and so it, it is very challenging. We have children um that are growing up below the poverty line, but see, the po- being in poverty doesn't have doesn't have to mean that's how you're yeah. defined. You don't have to be a product but, of your um, What we what I've been challenging, and that's why I, I know I'm in this position for a reason. I've been challenging our community to not just build off of the weaknesses of our community or the weaknesses that people have projected on our community, mm-hmm. but to build on the strengths. Yeah. Because just as there's there's People call us a quarter of shame. We're also a quarter of pride. That's it. A quarter of, of excellence. A quarter of greatness. When you think about how people, you, you, you've all had, you have a Sellers on your on your live. On right? Your, he's car, yeah. he's from yeah. He right he's from here. Yeah. His dad was a hero in this community in Orangeburg. He helped. To, the reason why we're able to educate and freely and, mm-hmm. and have these freedoms that we have here is because of his father and the greatness that him and right. so many others. And still in our community, that's a quarter of greatness right there. Yeah, yeah. That's a quarter of heroes right mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. But those are stories we have to tell. So I feel like I am a messenger, like someone cried in the wilderness saying, no, there's greatness here. Yeah, yeah. And so I keep exposing our community to the greatness that exists from within. And also people like you who came in and brought a whole new world yes. into this impoverished area. You showed our kids, our community, when you came in, I know you bragged on us, but I'm gonna brag on you for a minute because (laughs) it takes what we're doing here, bringing partnerships in to say, no, 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 you're not who they say you are. You are not a quarter of shame. You are not defined by your poverty. Mm -hmm. Your poverty is your opportunity to show people how great you can overcome this. But you came in and you brought us, so it's always an opportunity. And so that's why we had the boxing ring in the school, the boxing ring to show them, hey, no, your poverty is your opportunity to fight and win Mm. because we teach them that they have been chosen to win. And you, and so whenever you uh, put out challenges like that, especially when you try to expose people to the truth, you always attract people who are also truth speakers as well, like you. So you were attracted to what we were doing. Now, if we just sat there and just took what people were giving us, you wouldn't have known anything about what we're doing, but you were attracted to it. And then you partnered with us. And in the middle of a pandemic, watch this. Uh, I need your audience to know this. You, just like I spoke 366 before this new year, before this pandemic year, 2020 came, you sent me a message and said, we want to offer you an opportunity to enhance what you're doing at the school level. Mm-hmm. All right, so and in the short, long story short, you helped us create a safe space student lounge. Mm. And yeah. one of the most dangerous parts of our community, yeah. our children in a school building have to have a safe space. Yeah. So that... Yeah. in As if that wasn't good enough, the pandemic has come. And now our children have a safe space in a school, in a pandemic, in one of the most dangerous parts of our community. And so that's what we're all about. We're all about creating partnerships and exposing our children to their future so they don't have to be what they see.
0: And it it, it takes, but it takes a community. It takes people on the outside to see that, hey, this is a corridor of pride. This is That's not it. a corridor of shame. This is, these are the cards that, that we've been dealt. It's been, right. it's, it's not right. It's not fair. No one's sticking up for it. And yeah. it's not anyone's fault who lives there that all the businesses just left and no tax dollars are going in that area. And so mm-hmm. it takes the community. It takes people to understand right. what you're talking about, but we would have never known what was happening in your school if you didn't have the courage to share. And that's what we've right. been telling the Get Your Teach On community and the new Edu community is: listen, you've got to let people know share your what you are doing. It doesn't matter stories. if you think that one person's listening.
1: That's right. Who cares? That's right. You've got to share
0: it because it takes everybody on the same page to impact what we're trying to do. And so, man, I mean, it's I'm fired up. I don't know if but you're wait, fired not, up. wait, not
3: only that, not only do you have to share it, you also have to confront those. Who, or confront the inequities or confront individuals who, who want you to shut up, mm. <laughs> yeah. who, who, who don't want you to tell. I say, it, I say it like this. You need to make sure you tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Mm. Because, because there's a half truth <laughs> that people like to tell because people don't want to be exposed to the ugly truth so they don't be forced to do something about it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I was so just put, talking about put, that today. Oh, you man. You got to
3: put the ugly <laughs> in their face. You got to put the ugly in their face and say, "No, this is exactly what's happening, yep. and this is what you're you're promoting by doing nothing, or this is what you're promoting by uh, using us as a uh, political gain or propaganda right. and things like that." So uh, we we're like pretty much like uh, protectors of our community. We're, yes, uh, and that's why we're so important and, and intentional about empowering our children because we got to not only empower them. See, speaking life is also protecting people. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. It's, it's fun, but it's also war sometimes. It is. It is. Yeah.
1: it is for sure. And, you know, one of the biggest things that I recognized coming to your school is, you know, I love the fact that you didn't shy away from the kids and, and you didn't try to paint a, a different picture for them. You said, listen, let's lay it down on the line. This is who they say you are but let me tell you something. You say who you are. Mm-hmm. You are the one who says who you are. Right. And, you know, that was just such a powerful thing to me because I love the fact that you didn't try to shy away from the realities and the right. feelings and what was, and what was, you know, the things that were the the stereotypes and things that were said, you said, but we have the power to change that ourselves. And so that's kind of what we want to talk to you about today as well, because again, with your own children. And we're going to kind of start there because, you know, it it starts in the home, but then how do we do this on a school level as well? But you guys have raised, you, you and Star have raised just, I mean, first of all, they've been on some Speak Life videos and I'm just (laughs) like, wait, I'm like, wait, wait, did you see this? Did you, I mean like, well, Maverick watches it. And you know, Maverick, he's to the point where he's just getting some words. He knows a lot of sign language and he'll watch it and he'll go more, more. More he wants to see, he just loves the kids so much. So, you know, how have you in your household raised three? children who appear to be and again this is this is what they appear to be so we don't we're not living in the household with you so obviously yeah. this might be things that they're having to overcome to to be yeah. able yeah. to do these things but to appear to have confidence right. and they're grounded and they know who they are and they know what they believe in and they truly speak their truth but they're also speaking life and they're into very different others from each other. yeah at such awesome. a young age so how does this happen how do mm-hmm. you grow these leaders
2: in your home Well, so like you said, we're parents and we're educators, so it does start in the home. So a lot of what we do, we model for them. And so it's almost like we cannot say one thing and then they see us doing something else. So what they know is everything that we say, we're living that. Mm -hmm. And so we just like we're protecting on the outside, we definitely are protecting (laughs) on the inside which means even down to the TV and what we watch. Yeah. If it's not good enough for the kids, if they can't watch it because it said this little word or that little word, nobody in the house is watching. Mm. it. And so over time, it it. you know it can, it, there was a time when we didn't do that. It was like, no, y'all can't watch this, y'all yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. But then it was like, no, that's not fair. That's not right because I am somebody's child also. I'm a child of the King. So if it's not good enough for my daddy, it's not good enough for the house. And so with our kids, they see us doing that. And like you said, they are three different children, <laughs> three different personalities, love them, love but them. they have a lot of similarities as well. Yeah. They see him speaking life, recording all of the time. So they take his equipment and especially Imani. Yes, she's like, yes. can I say this to the little girls? That's or can a, I say this? So, that's my
3: Layla Ali. Yeah, I, leave. I
2: tell him all the time. I'm like, you're Muhammad, that's Layla. Like Aww. she is, that's she the is the best. Boring. Yeah, she wants, matter of fact, Imani yeah. wants to do it more than the boys. Yes. And so it's one of those things like they can all do it. And so he tells them, and we tell them all the time, there's something on the inside of you as well. You don't have to wait till you get our age to start speaking life. There's a group of kids yeah. right now right. who need to see another child saying that they can do this, yeah. saying that it's okay. Because even the pandemic, it yeah. wasn't just stressful for us, mm-hmm it put a stress on our kids as well. Yes. So we had to train them and teach them, mm-hmm. no, you want to fight through this. You are wow. going to push through this. And so it's kind of like, you know, we can carry you and we're going to protect you because you're our gifts. Mm-hmm. God gave you to us. Yeah. But we have to train you to fight mm-hmm. because if we're not <laughs> there right. to fight for you, yeah. you got to know how to pull through that. That's good. So it comes from memory verses, like what's your memory verse for the day? What's your yeah. memory verse for the week? And so all of those things are, it's training their mind. And it's making them feel like, Oh, I can do this. I can remember. And so it's putting, it's modeling for them. Yeah, that's good.
3: I love how you said that. Yeah,
2: model, model, model.
1: So, yeah. It and takes a lot. We know that, as we know this as educators, how, like you said, we're educators. We know the importance of modeling yes. and how kids, you know, repeat what they see and they act in, in ways that they see. And that's what we're talk, we talk to educators so much about, you know, having energy and showing passion. And the way that you exude that looks completely different, just like your three children, the way that they exude their passions, their interests mm-hmm. look completely different but they're still mm-hmm. doing that. Now, Amani specifically, I mean her videos are just, I'm like, wow. I mean, first of all, all of your kids are truly, you know, every child is special. But I yeah. I can't wait to see what she does with just her talents of speaking, truly speaking life. But how old is Amani? Seven. 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 Yeah. So I have a question because, you know, I saw a recent video that she did about how Kamala Harris was elected as vice president of the United States, the first woman, obviously. And, you know, I heard you mention earlier that we're very selective on what comes on television. We're very selective about what enters this household and how important Mm -hmm. that is. Politics are obviously something that's very difficult to talk about with kids. It's something that you, you don't, I, I don't even love to watch the news all the time. I don't even love to see the things, you know, that's happening. But we obviously have to educate ourselves. How are you preparing your children, even at the age of amani who is seven years old, And having these conversations, because a lot of people will say, no, 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 they're too young. They're too young to talk about these things. They're Mm -hmm. too young to talk about politics. And talking to two parents who are like, we're very protective about what enters this household. How how do you have these conversations about what is Mm -hmm. happening in the world and Mm -hmm. still giving them that confidence to enter into this place and say, no, here I am. And here's how I feel about things.
3: Right. right. So we're really big on exposure. That's mm-hmm. probably a, a huge buzzword in our house. It is a huge buzzword in our house about exposing them. Now, Maverick is cute and he's a nice little button. And <laughs> I like how he plays and all his stuff. Yeah, and, the cutest little He <laughs> jumps in the refrigerator and just has a party. OK, but he's going to be an adult. Mm-hmm. We recognize that our children, as cute as they are, we recognize at an early age. Well, yeah. when they were younger, we said. Uh, you know, as much as we, you know, enjoy this, we know we have to get them ready to be grown-ups. Mm-hmm. So when I we see them, and like my wife talks about all the time about how we go to the Lord about who they are, before they were born, I went to the Lord about my yeah. children. Yeah, and I literally wrote a vision. I wrote my child. I wrote my children out.
2: What he wanted to be like before I even the saw like, yeah. What
3: they were going to be like. What they were going to. And they just came out just like that. It's like it's <laughs> like I asked God for who they were going to be. And he like told me I wrote it down. So I'm saying that to say, and that might not be the way you do it. I'm saying ensure Make sure you have a vision for your children. Yeah. So one of the. the So let's talk about Imani. One of the things that I wrote about Imani before she was born is that she was going to be radiant and she was going to be a leader, a young leader. She was going to be very intentional. That was something like that. Well, when it comes to people like to politics. We have to expose them to politics, but we have to be the ones to translate it for them. Yeah. Okay. So, when my wife said, when Starlet said about being protective of what comes into their ears and eyes and hearts mm-hmm. and, and minds, things like that, she was more so talking about entertainment per se, right? So and yeah. that we protect that. But when it comes to politics, oh, we expose, we expose them. Now, some of it, we listen to it first. Oh, so yes. that we can make sure that <laughs> you know, we're able to you know properly interpret it. But when it comes to things like the inauguration, that's a family moment. Oh, yeah. You know, we watch that and then we talk about what these mean. We talk about the process, watch debates with them and talk it through them. We just facilitate the experience. And right. So I challenge encourage parents everywhere, expose them to the world that they will one day lead. Yeah. But make sure you facilitate them, facilitate it. If not then they'll be left up to their own interpretations, which is not bad as long as you're the one facilitating it. So you have to make sure that you make it meaningful for them. And so we're really intentional about exposing them to the world that they're going to lead.
2: And true story, Imani, um, the day of the inauguration, it was a huge deal for us to make sure that everyone was watching it. Um, And she, uh, I don't know, I just was like overwhelmed with emotion. And I was just (laughs) crying. And I was like, wow, we're living in a world with so much, you know, exposure and racism and just so much going on right now. And I was like, I know it seems like we're going backwards, but the fact that a woman is about to be, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. the vice president of the United States, that is a step forward when women at one time couldn't even open their mouth, you know? And so with Imani. Um, while we're watching, I'm like, Mommy, you can be anything you want to be. You know, I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, you can be anything. You know, I don't have a desire to be the vice president, but you can do it if you want. <laughs> and she's like, that's what my teacher just said. And then she, when Hayward uh, came around, she was like, Daddy, can I do a video and tell all the little girls that they can be anything they want to be? Like mommy told me. I mm. know. She asked
3: to do I it. I didn't think about it. It's like, yeah. I hadn't,
2: we hadn't, we, <laughs> Wasn't even thinking about Imani doing a video, but she said, "I want to tell all the little girls that mommy said I could be anything they want to be, and they mm. can do it too." And so he was like, well, now go. you have me getting
1: emotional I over
0: know. here, all up in
1: my feels." I'm like, oh. uh, I <laughs>
0: mean, it's it, it's important. Exposure super important, and facilitating that, and what's happening, and knowing your truth and where your truth comes from helps you facilitate that, and, and allows your." <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's okay there.
0: And, <laughs> and allows your, your 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 kids to, to make an informed opinion and, and to develop what the truth really is coming out. And but then with that, I mean exposure with representation. Yeah. And that's exactly what what, what has happened with Imani. And I mean it's it's one of those things that you said earlier, like, I'm gonna speak my truth. Some per- someone over here may think that I'm off in left field. This person over here may think I'm off in left field. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. I mean, I, I could tell you from personal experience, people who live here in Atlanta think I'm super conservative and I'm a Republican. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> people back home in South Carolina think I'm very liberal and I'm a Democrat. And I'm like, I fooled you both. So I'm doing something right. So it's, it's because I look at that truth and my truth comes from my faith and and, and and who my father is. And so it's, it's very weird and it's different, but I'm like, Hey, it's, it is what it is. But being able to facilitate that with your kids is mm-hmm. the best piece of advice that I think we've ever heard. Well,
1: I mean, you know, the bottom line is, is exposure and education leads to empowerment. Right. And that's exactly that's what you've done with Imani and with all of your kids, but not, you haven't, you know shied away from the truth and you haven't tried to sugarcoat things and you, you've mm-hmm. laid it out there. And that is, you know, the education, right? And that is the exposure. And through right. that, you facilitated mm-hmm. the conversation with your foundation of faith, obviously, and that has led her to feel empowered that she truly does believe. I have no doubt that that child believes right. that she can be anything, do anything That's- that she wants to do because, again, she's been educated. She's been exposed. She knows, you know, the conversations and she knows what she has to overcome to be able to get there, right? But she feels empowered that she can strive for those goals. And so, you know, obviously this is a little bit easier to talk about doing in the household because we are their parents. We get to choose the conversations that we get to have. We get to choose the values, the morals, the things that we want to instill in our own kids. What happens when we get to school? What happens when we walk into classrooms where we are faced with kids that come from very different households with parents who feel very differently than we might feel? Mm-hmm. how do, first of all do we do we yeah. still have these types of conversations do we mm-hmm. still expose students to what is happening in the real world how do we have these conversations and yeah. not press our own beliefs off on off on students but still educate them still expose them to be able to empower them
3: right hope you like majored in question asking
1: <laughs> <laughs> i do my I am, best you know I've got, we have a little bit of practice
3: best. i love that because well here's why i say that because that's what we're supposed to be doing in the classroom. That's right. right. Asking
2: questions That's and
3: listening without judgment.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You got to ask, ask questions and listen. Every child, especially educators and parents, make sure you protect your children from dream killers. Yes. Make sure you protect your children from those culture busters. Mm-hmm. Those who don't want to respect the culture of your children. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so ask, teachers, ask questions. Mm-hmm. Ask questions of your children about who they are, where they come from, ask questions about why, how they feel about the experience that happened at the U.S. Capitol, yeah. how they feel about um, some of the pictures that have been displayed when uh, at, the, at the U.S. Capitol versus uh, protests for, for Black Lives Matter protests. Yes. Like you got to ask questions about things that they're already talking about because they're right. talking about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ask questions about things that affect them in society and then listen without judgment. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so this is our opportunity, parents, educators, to learn from our children. Yes. And you can facilitate that too, It'll but you got to listen and learn in order to lead. But you got to listen, learn, and love in order to lead. And so that's what we do. We got to facilitate the experience. That's right. Once you listen and learn and allow them to learn from you as well, then it becomes uh, an experience that we all can learn right. from each other. Mm-hmm. And then again, that becomes, that's where true education comes. Mm-hmm. I, I found this out that education comes from a Greek word that really means to draw out. You can't teach children if they don't give you permission to teach them. Wow. Mm. You can't give them that's, that's edu- my children. We are their first teachers. Yeah. So we take, you know how serious we take people teaching our kids. <laughs> we take it very <laughs> seriously because that is that's probably but one I'm of the most serious. intimate things you can do with someone mm-hmm. to educate, to give them knowledge yes. and to take knowledge from them. And so that is that's deep. That's yeah. that's life changing. Yeah. And because that's life-changing, it requires permission.
2: Yeah. And
3: you can't have that permission if you're not building relationships yes. that aren't that are not biased. So you got to be intentional about learning about your own biases Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then saying, "Okay, I have not been doing a good job at being a listener and a learner of the different cultures in my classroom and then have experiences where you all can express that and share that and celebrate that. That's mm -hmm. right. Intentionally.
1: I've always known and felt that you cannot teach kids unless they give you the permission to, you can't educate kids unless they give you the permission to educate them. But I've never heard it quite phrased like that, that education is to draw out. And wow, I mean, to recognize as an educator, and this is why we talk so much, you know, and you guys do as well, but educating beyond the standards. Like, yeah, 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 we're going to get to the standards. Yeah, we're going to do our job. Absolutely. But there are so many things that we have to do prior to starting those standards, because if you don't have the the students in a place where they are giving you permission to educate them, how the heck do you, no wonder we're looking, you know, if we just are starting to hit those standards, no wonder we're looking back like, well, that wasn't successful. Why am I not successful? Maybe we had to question whether or not we had permission from from our Students to yeah. begin with to
0: educate them. I mean, them. It's, it, if you're an educator and you're listening right now, I mean, this is something like if you're driving to school and you're listening to this podcast, this is something that you can do today. Yeah. If you're listening to it and you're traveling or you're running, listen. It doesn't have to just happen in the classroom. It can Ooh. happen at the grocery store. It can happen right. well, in left. your community. These are lessons about listening and understanding and having conversations without that bias. This is something that humans should be doing intentionally or, or striving to do. Anyway, we are just responsible for teaching young people what this looks like and how awesome. Imagine if you were a kid sitting in, in your teacher's class, how awesome would that be to be able to share your opinion and share your voice and your culture and not fear judgment from what you're going to say?
3: Yeah, right. That's oh right. my gosh, right.
0: that that right, right there in itself will allow more education opportunities than, than any any textbook or any worksheet or any activity then you can come up with. So
1: and I mean I have one analogy for <laughs> for this and it's the best analogy I can come up with. And I think that it's probably the only analogy that maybe all educators will agree on. There might be one or two out there. But you know Betsy DeVoe, we just obviously yeah, she saw her resignation and she resigned <laughs> and all. Oh, okay. <laughs> Guys listen, listen just just follow me for a second. I promise this is going somewhere. I've I've said this before with Shivy, but you know I don't think there was one educator who gave her permission to do Um, her job. Right? I I mean, if there there might be one or two. And listen, if you're the one or two, you are loved. You are still loved. Okay. But
0: I would love to hear your opinion. I am. We would love to have a chat. (laughs) Just let me know. Um,
1: But not one single person in education that I know of, and I'm sure there's somebody out there, gave her permission to do her job. And why was that? It's because every educator would say, she has no clue where we're coming from. She has no idea what we're experiencing. She has no idea what the classroom is like. She has no idea what our pain points are. She didn't try. She's not trying to understand What does this mean in our classrooms when we're standing in front of our students and we're not trying to understand culture, their Mm -hmm. culture? We're not Uh trying to see their color. We're not trying to see their story, hear their story, understand their story and how that directly impacts their learning. Kids Mm -hmm. are smart and they can't verbalize it the way that we can. And sometimes sometimes we can't either, but they can't verbalize it the way that we can but they're yes. sitting there and they're recognizing the same thing that you recognized about Betsy. Yep. Uh, uh-uh, I'm not giving her permission mm-hmm. because she doesn't yep. know me. She doesn't understand me. And she's not that's trying right. to wow. kids are that's feeling dope. the same way. If we are yep. totally putting our blinders on and saying, Oh no, that has no place in the classroom.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. have
1: kids that are sitting there that it is their place in the classroom. And so you've got to make their classroom, their place. Yep. And that's your job as the educator, not to have their same story, that's Betsy right. would have never had our same story, right? Not not any educator's same story. We're not trying to have their same story. We're trying to understand it, to see mm-hmm. it, to appreciate mm-hmm. it, to value it, and to uh, to identify the role mm-hmm. that it plays in their learning.
3: Wow. That's right. But, Hope, listen, our children are not going to put their guards down until educators put their guards down. That's mm-hmm. right. Okay. Here's what I mean by that. Because educators um, sometimes are offended because even though we listen to what they're saying, sometimes we don't want to listen to how they're saying yeah. it. Because how they're saying, how they express their pains, their issues, what they have, they may say it in a way that might be offensive. Mm -hmm. Because you feel like, you know, they, when somebody is hurt, they're going to shout. They're going to cry. They may even say words that you don't, that might be inappropriate. That's right. You know, so we have to do a better job at not taking offense, educators, and not taking offense to the pain of our youth, the pain of our children, Mm -hmm. the pain of our community. And take that, own that, because we're built to own that. That's Mm. right. And then we can do something with that. But we gotta put our guards down because as educators, we gotta be the ones to show them I know you're hurting, yes. and I'm gonna help you through that. I'm yes. gonna I yes. educators can help heal them.
0: They really we're, can. we're the we ones really to can. aid
3: in the healing of, of students, but when we keep cutting them off and shutting them down, we're actually hurting ourselves as a community because some of the best learning is supposed to be happening from our young people, we're missing it.
1: And you know, the final thing I'll say about this, because I have a lot of feelings about it. I mean, I'm not, I, I'm fine with yeah, expressing appar- my apparently feelings.
0: Apparently and, she does.
1: and with people disagreeing <laughs> with me, listen. I can have, that's the part I don't understand is I'm like, we can disagree with each other and still have respect for one another. Like, that's the part that I'm missing with all of this. But, you know, a lot of people are like, no, 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 no. I, I, that Again, it's not my place. It's my place to go in and to educate these kids. And I'm like, you know, first of all, we've got to recognize that our silence speaks volume. Yes. And so whether you're talking about it or whether you're not talking about it, still not talking about it is still talking about it. It's still communicating a message, right? Especially as, you know, younger kids are smart too. And I'm not going to put it past them to not be able to make these, these kind of draw conclusions about people, but older kids, especially, you know, by not having the conversation and saying, this is an important piece of our classroom because you are important to this classroom. You're still talking about it. And, you know, Wade and I have never once walked into a classroom and ever shared our political beliefs Ever shared what side we are and on? I talk current events, and he talked t- talk current <laughs> events, right?
2: right? Right. That's good.
1: It's For
0: about questioning. Years.
1: <laughs> it's exactly what you said, Hayward. It's exactly what you said. It's about questioning. It's about putting it on the table. And it's about listening. Mm-hmm. And it's about yeah. allowing the students to have conversations mm-hmm. and express yes. their feelings and express their emotions. You right. don't have to say, oh, I agree. Oh, that never even has to be a part of the of the equation. The, oh, exposure. That's right. That's right. That's it's that's the right. exposure right. that you were talking about. Yeah. Exposure yep. doesn't mean that you have to give your opinion.
2: That's, that's right. Oh. That's good. That is good.
1: So... Anyways, Uh, if you can tell, I just feel some type of way about it, y'all. Well, listen, okay. First of all, just such valuable information and such just wisdom that both of you had just because, first of all, children at home. But just how invested you are in your community, all the different hats you wear, all the different roles that you play, just so much. I feel like this is a conversation, actually, that we've never had. And we've had a lot of conversations together. And Um, and
0: we could continue. And
1: we could continue. But we're 43 minutes in. I knew this was going to be a long one.
0: That flew by. (laughs) The
1: four of us. I'm going to do what I always do, because you guys do it best. And I'm going to turn it over to both of you to leave these educators with your best wisdom, your best advice, your best motivation. I already know that you guys... So you got this is what you do. This is what you do. So I'm going to turn it over to you. They, guys.
0: they looked at each other and said, Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like that was no
2: way. <laughs> no, I in this season, I would say, as we always say, give yourself grace. Grace. At the beginning of there's four quarters in the school year. At the beginning of the school year, we had an idea of what things would look like, and things kept changing. We went from virtual to hybrid to doing this and doing things differently. And so what we did with our kids and what we did for ourselves to avoid a lot of the frustration, we're just going with the flow. We're not in the third quarter saying we can't do this because this is not what happened in the first quarter. And so I would just say pace yourself, give yourself grace, have uh, the same grace that you would want to others to give you. Mm. Give that grace out as well and Mm. just continue to press and push. And Hayward says it all the time. All you have is all you need. And so everything that's on the inside of you is more than enough. You showing up is more than enough. And I tell my educators, my job is to support them in ELA. But I also told the state of South Carolina, my job also right now is to support their emotional health, support their mental health, because if they're cracking down and they're stressed out and they're frustrated because they're tight in a pandemic, they're no good to the kids doing ELA. Mm. So just like the kids need to know that we care about them, our educators Need to know that we care about you as well. We care about your emotional health, your mental health. And so when you are showing up every day, we're going to support that area so you can support our kids. That's amazing. That's so good. That's
3: mm-hmm. That's so good. And just connecting mm-hmm. to that, I will say this pace yourself and celebrate yourself. Yeah. You got to pace yourself. When you're driving on a highway or you drive on an interstate, you know, you may go 70. But there's going to be a time where you're also going to have to stop and, and go 55. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you might have to go 60. But they're going to be times where you have to adjust your pace, adjust your speed. Urgency doesn't always mean emergency. Mm, and wow. so I want to encourage educators and parents out there to be urgent, but don't always feel like you got to always be panicked. You don't have to panic. That's right. I want you to pace yourself and celebrate yourself what people do a bad job in this season and you can't do cuz it will hurt you it will stop you it will paralyze you is to compare yourself oh, to somebody else please don't. don't compare your progress to somebody else's progress no, and no. you look at them and you say man I wish I was there oh they got it going on oh, I really like how many followers they have or oh, I like how much they how many lesson plans they have accomplished no 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 yeah. here's what I want you to do I want you to not compare yourself to somebody else. Mm-hmm. I want you to compare yourself to yeah. your old self. Yeah. I want yeah. you to recognize that you have come a long way. Yeah. Think yeah. about it. You got to be surprised that you probably didn't know you would make it this far.
2: Mm, but right. look <laughs> at
3: you. Look at, look at you, you, look you now. At you now. <laughs> you gotta stop and celebrate. <laughs> celebrate your progress. Yeah. We celebrate often and almost daily. Yeah. Celebrate the little things. Would yeah. you say make to make a, make a big deal yeah, about the small things. Because, oh, it. I make love that. About yeah. the small things. Y'all celebrate yourself and pace yourself, y'all. You've got right. this and you're
0: doing good. I doing it. Love,
1: look at you, educators. Have, look at you out there. Have doing grace it.
0: <laughs> and um, urgency doesn't mean emergency. Man. That is a, that is a, that's a, that's a, we could have just started with right that there. and we
1: could have wrapped it up right I then know, and there, know. you know?
0: <laughs> well, 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 you guys, we thoroughly enjoyed. Conversing with you. Yes, and um, I mean, it's, so it's many always. It's so always. always. Like, I'll be going back and listening to this over and over again. Like, I'm sure a lot of our listeners will. But if people want to see Speak Life and they want to learn more about you, where are some places they can find you?
3: HaywardJohn.com, H A Y W A R D J E A N.com, HaywardJohn.com, or on our Facebook page at my name, HaywardJohn. Instagram, Hayward Arjan, and Speak Life Enterprises on the Facebook page as well. There we go. There you go, guys. I'm
1: telling you, you want to tap in with this community. You want to get those Speak Life nuggets every day because they are something that make you realize that look at you educators, you can take another step forward. Well, like (laughs) Wade said, we cannot thank you guys enough. We just look up to you so much as inspiration for, you know, as being new parents, obviously, but being educators as well. And just the way that you believe in the community that you serve. And I think that that's something that we all as educators can agree Mm -hmm. on is that we all believe in the community that we serve. And every day, we're just trying to be a little bit better than the day before. So thank you for sharing so much wisdom. Listen, you guys, if you took something away, we would love to see your takeaways. Hey, Star, myself, Wade, connect with us on social media if you have questions or you want to have discussions. But also, like we encourage you all the time to share this out with your community because the the bigger that we build this community, the more that kids continue Mm -hmm. to win as we all strive to better ourselves Mm -hmm. one day at a time. So congratulations on making it through another week. You took another step forward, you're here, Like Hayward said, many of us didn't even think we would get here, and here we are. Hopefully you are ready to rock out with your school this week. We are so excited about being Rock Your School this week. So if you're interested in doing that, you can go to RockYourSchoolDay.com It's happening all week. It's not too late to join it. Um, We can't wait to see what you guys do. Make sure that you're sharing that out with hashtag RockYourSchool, and we will be celebrating you. Speaking of what they both just talked about, we're going to be celebrating the small things in a big way Mm -hmm. this week in education. So until then, we will see you guys next week, everybody. Bye.
0: Bye. The new EDU is hosted by me, Wade King.
1: And me, Hope King.
0: The show is produced by Chelsea Harfish.
1: And edited by Andrew Weller, with production support from Sterling Coates and Chase Mayo.
0: Cameron Berkman is our executive producer.
1: The new EDU podcast is a 3% chance production.